This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Hey, stackers. Bet you didn't expect to hear my voice on a Saturday, did you? But good news, I've got a special treat for you. I'm going to introduce you to a new show coming for our friends at Wondery called Business Wars. It's stories of big money, big egos, a lot of people fighting for control of huge corporate industries, kind of like those infamous wars between Coke and Pepsi, McDonald's and Burger King, small businesses across the landscape just trying to survive some pretty intense competition with their local rivals. So in this first episode of Business Wars, former Marketplace anchor David Brown, he's going to take us inside one of the most crushing corporate wars. You might remember this one. It pits blockbuster video against Netflix as that entire landscape of home entertainment is shifting. And of course, the iconic company, Blockbuster Video, isn't going to go down without a fight. Today, I'd like to show you the beginning of the story. And don't forget to subscribe to Business Wars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing my voice. Here we go. From Wondery, this is Business Wars. I'm David Brown. It was January 2007, Park City, Utah. The place was packed with independent filmmakers hoping to find distributors at the Sundance Film Festival. John Antiaco, the CEO of Blockbuster, peered out the windshield of his rented Cadillac Escalade at the ski chalets stacked up the mountainside. Antiaco was then in his late 50s, with a wreath of salt and pepper hair and an aquiline nose that made him look like a short boxer or a Roman emperor. He can't remember what he wore that Sunday afternoon, 
but he favored plain, starched white shirts, open-necked with a blue blazer and slacks. His mood was confident, exultant even, but he didn't want to get too far ahead of himself. The street was packed with impatient drivers, and he was looking for a house number. The Escalade's wheels crunched slowly over the snow-packed streets. Antiaco didn't want to be late for his meeting, but he also didn't want to maim one of the hipsters in designer boots and winter gear slipping and sliding alongside his car. They were all trying to get to the glitzy parties and film premieres on Main Street. The Sundance Festival that attracted all these L.A. types wasn't really Antiaco's thing. He preferred to spend his free weekends at his ranch outside Dallas, puttering, putting up deer feeders, inspecting fences, watching his wife, Lisa, ride her prize Arabian show horse. Every few months, he visited New York to hang with pals from his old neighborhood. They'd spend hours in chic restaurants they couldn't afford in their salad days. Nick Shepard is high-strung but loyal chief operating officer and right-hand man at Blockbuster had convinced him to attend this festival as a sort of victory lap. They had found the formula to kill Netflix. Dead. Once and for all. And then, as he and Nick drank coffee in an overcrowded cafe and gazed out at the cloud-shrouded mountains, Nick's cell phone rang. It was Hastings from Netflix. He had an offer in mind for Antiaco. An offer, he said, that Antiaco would be a fool to refuse. Ironically, it wasn't just Hastings who thought he was holding the winning hand. Antiaco was convinced it was he that held the ace. In truth, they were both close to folding. But Hastings, the founder of Netflix, could not fathom how Blockbuster could replicate the complex, intuitive, online user interface that he and his co-founder, Mark Randolph, had slaved over for seven years. But Blockbuster's Antiaco thought he had done just that thing. Here's how Antiaco remembers that call from Netflix's Hastings. Hey, John, I heard you might be in town for Sundance this year. As a matter of fact, I am. Well, listen, maybe we should get together and talk. I'm going to be in my chalet in Park City uh, all day long. How does uh, lunchtime today work for you? Sounds like a good idea. When he hung up, Antiaco said with a slight sneer, Of course, a chalet in Park City. Antiaco and his blockbuster team were at Sundance to place their orders for the latest DVD releases. And while schmoozing, he picked up a piece of intelligence... Word was, Netflix was not doing well. Possibly on the ropes, in fact. Hastings sat alone in his chalet, waiting as the gray day warmed a bit and the voices of festival-goers echoed along the street outside. He loved Park City's quaint little town with its clock tower, swank shops, and an old-fashioned theater marquee. He'd bought an old red brick meeting house with a steeple and stained glass windows and converted it into a vacation home. Here, he and his wife, Patty, and their two children, now in middle school, could escape from overheated, tech-obsessed Silicon Valley to ski, hang out during school breaks, that sort of thing. He hoped that the family trips made up for all the time that Netflix had sucked away. Hastings stayed home in Santa Cruz in Northern California, when Patty took the kids to Italy for a study abroad year. 
Meanwhile, back in Wall Street... Blockbuster rolls out its online rental service, a new challenge to already struggling Netflix. When word came out about Blockbuster Online, Hastings opened his laptop to take a look. He shook his head and chuckled to himself. Wow, this is a shaggy dog of a website. I can do better than this sitting at any cafe in the world just using my laptop. But he had underestimated Antiaco. Or maybe he had overestimated his own hand. In truth, they had both miscalculated. The search for each other's jugular would become an acquired taste. Hastings had worked obsessively on the code for Netflix's powerful algorithms that tracked web visitors' every movement and preference, amassing an unmatched treasure trove of information. Despite the supremacy of this powerful data-sucking engine, Hastings would eventually learn that Netflix was a shakier vessel than he realized. His co-founder, Mark Randolph, had described the struggle to keep Netflix alive as pissing blood for years. Hastings paced the house alone, waiting for Antiaco. Whether the Netflix gurus had struggled for nothing hinged on the outcome of this meeting. First, he would get Antiaco to admit what Netflix's data showed, that Blockbuster was going broke trying to kill Netflix with its new Total Access program. See, Total Access let Blockbuster online subscribers return their DVDs to any of Blockbuster's 7,000 American stores and rent a new movie immediately. Netflix just couldn't match that kind of convenience. But Hastings knew Antiaco's pressure point. Actually, Blockbuster was losing money on every transaction. The big chain was already a billion dollars in debt. And Antiaco's board of directors, led by billionaire investor Carl Icahn, they were yanking on the reins. Hastings had to swallow his pride and beg Antiaco to sell him Blockbuster Online, or both companies would die in a slow murder-suicide. Surely, Antiaco would get this. But if Antiaco refused and total access continued, well, Hastings would have to report Netflix's first-ever loss of subscribers. Netflix stock price would start melting down along with its equity, by the second quarter of no growth, Netflix would be finished. The company's share price would collapse along with its ability to borrow money to sustain operations. Unless, well, Blockbuster went belly up first from its debt. And so, as he waited for Antiaco to arrive, Hastings reflected on the fact that he had repeatedly and publicly dismissed Blockbuster as technologically inept. He wished he hadn't said that. Hi, this is David Brown, host of Business Wars, and I hope you enjoyed this little sampler. I'm having so much fun learning about the larger-than-life characters and the human drama behind these epic stories, and I hope you'll consider this a personal invitation to join us for more. It's really easy to do. Just subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you're listening to this. You'll find a link in the episode notes as well. And we hope you'll tell your friends to check us out and subscribe too. Let us hear from you, and thanks for listening.
Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.